Welcome to the Net Zero Podcast, where we talk all things sustainability with industry experts, Net Zero clients, partners, and colleagues. In this podcast, we hope to share information, knowledge, and experiences of the journey to Net Zero. In this episode, I'm talking to James Samuels, the Chief Executive and Founder of Net Zero, about profitability. And we started by talking about costs. One of the things that most businesses, I'm sure, as they approach this kind of topic, will be focusing on is, but I thought sustainability was just all about cost. It's going to cost me money to do this. That's an interesting point, Chris. I think a lot of people do look at sustainability from a point of cost savings, energy savings, etc., which is still very, very valid. But there's more to it. And I think there's an emerging view that being sustainable, being green, being able to evidence your green credentials can actually differentiate an organization quite significantly and lead to increased share of customer budgets, enable those companies potentially to win new business by having a differentiated offering, new products and services that are coming onto the market that have green credentials. And those products and services quite often are at a premium. You can charge premium prices. So I think absolutely there's cost savings, there's efficiencies that are critical to uh, this whole journey towards net zero and sustainability. But I think for more businesses, what's driving them is potentially revenue and the profit opportunity. What kind of steps do you think that the the businesses you're thinking about, what kind of steps do they have to take to, to get on this journey? The starting point for a lot of organizations really is just a, a mindset change to start with. What we've seen with a number of organizations is they have been responding to client requests for information about their sustainability, and they've actually seen as a bit of an admin burden. They've seen it as a bit of a pain in the backside that they have to report back to their clients. But for those more maybe forward-thinking organizations, they could actually turn that on its head and say, if I'm responding to my client who has, in some cases, mandatory requirements to report on sustainability from their suppliers, I can actually get ahead of my competitors And I can help my client to reply and uh, comply with legislation, for example. And very quickly, if you can get that mindset change, then all sorts of potential opportunities open up. The next stage really is to look at what does a small organization, mid-sized organization need to do to basically to comply with legislation for their clients. And some of that is reporting on their scope one and scope two emissions, which effectively is the energy that they consume in running their business. There's some technical elements to it, but that's more about just understanding the terminology. So understanding that mindset change and then moving just to be able to report on your own emissions within your business are probably the first two stages. Beyond that, there are more opportunities, but those are the first two stages that any organization should um, engage with to start their journey. And in your experience, what sort of results would I anticipate having by just starting on these first two steps? There's a process change, a step change in the organization's ability to respond to client requests and open up new opportunities within existing business-to-business clients, and likewise differentiate themselves in terms of winning new business and launching new products. Organizations that maybe take these steps could start to look at new revenue opportunities, potentially new markets, launching new products, 
growing revenues or share of budgets with existing customers, all of those have tangible short-term and obviously longer-term revenue implications on the upside. So those are really sort of the first impacts or benefits an organisation could see by engaging on those first two stages. James, you've seemed to be talking about results being both short-term and long-term. Would you care to comment a little bit more about the, the long-term benefits of this mindset change? Really within the whole journey to net zero or sustainability, there are pretty significant upsides. If an organisation looks at the process as a long-term investment in becoming more sustainable, that journey can require some in the immediate steps in terms of capturing and reporting on emissions. Beyond that, moving to cost savings and efficiencies within the organisation, starting to look at maybe making the workplace a more healthier, friendly, more productive place for employees to work in. Extending and embedding sustainable strategies into an organisation really then starts to look at how do you actually broaden out in terms of managing your supply chain and equally influencing influencing society as a whole and becoming more sustainable. So I think if an organisation really commits to their journey to sustainability, it's not just a quick fix. There are many things that can be done over a period of time, if you like, within a change management programme that ultimately delivers ongoing, lasting, sustainable change within the organisation that really can deliver significant improvements to stakeholder value, shareholders, investors paying a premium, etc. So there are quite significant benefits, but it is a, a journey. There are short, medium and longer term commitments that deliver significant results if an organisation commits to that journey. Well, James, that's a, a strategic answer. But I'm wondering whether there are also implications from the recent global heat waves and inflation, which we're seeing. How do, would they impact on sustainability? I think there's certainly the, if you like, the big picture, the long-term trend. But what we're seeing now is increasing, if you like, triggers or catalysts to action. And I think it's undoubtedly true that sustainability is one of those that's been on the board's agenda for quite some time. People know that things have to change but maybe it doesn't really get to the top of the agenda until there are events in the world that really crystallise and bring home the reason for sustainability. Yes, it's to do complying with legislation and winning new business and all that good stuff. However, heat waves, when they're sitting there in 40 degrees heat, um, seeing the cost of living, energy bills, et cetera, et cetera, going through the roof, this is really impacting people as individuals, but obviously business as well. So I think that long-term vision is only accelerated when you see events that we've seen recently. James, thanks again for your time. Uh, what are the next steps? We've put together a free 30-minute call with one of our expert advisors, and people can book onto that. And really in about half an hour, that 30 minutes, what we do is we help out with some of the basic terminology so people understand what they're looking, uh, what this sustainability journey is all about. We can help to get to a sustainability score very quickly on that half hour call. And that's really your basic emissions. It's an estimate at this stage, but it would really just give that first stage. And then what we also provide is the clear steps to actually take forward and implement a sustainability journey. So that's really what you'd get in a 30 minute call. 
Thanks again for your time, James. I'm sure that the listeners will be keen to take up your offer. Thanks, Chris. All the best. Have a good day. Thanks again for listening. And if you require further details, please don't hesitate to contact us or visit the website where you find additional information, including more podcasts like this.